Warning. The Dub Talk podcast contains language that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Also, there's a very strong possibility that we could spoil any anime at any time. So be careful in case there's one you haven't finished yet. Last, and certainly not least, Zenith is best girl, Chiaki is best girl, Madoka is best girl, Nozaki-kun is best girl, and I totally ship Seo with Waka. Come on, fight me, Prof. You know you want to. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Dub Talk, the podcast where we take a recently announced anime English dub and more than likely give opinions on things while adding... Uh, Tanuki just for fun. I'm Stephanie. Wow. I'm <laughs> Stephanie. Good job, Dad. <laughs> it's been a long day. <laughs> uh, and I am joined, as always, by Megan. <laughs> okay. Not sure. Not sure if whoop whoop. Whoop whoop. Okay. <laughs> whoop whoop. Also, <laughs> whoop, also whoop, joining whoop. us. Oh God damn it. Also joining us tonight, it's actually been a while since he's done a proper dub talk episode, but you would know him from his YouTube channel and series, History of One Piece. Please welcome back, Zenith. Hello everybody, I am that guy that talks about One Piece nonstop. Although right now, because Toei is dicking the show around, I am currently reviewing other anime, because yes, anime. Anime. Anime was a mistake. <laughs> um, anyway. Oh my god, are either of you Arcana? <laughs> oh god damn it, shut wait, up. Wait a second, I thought this was Lilac Talks dubs. <laughs> shut up. Alright, now, who here likes shoujo manga? I kind of do. Depends on what you're talking about. I did back skip beat a lot. I did too. I've never actually really been a big fan of the shoujo manga myself. Um, I actually find myself enjoying it more in anime form. Yeah, um, I tend I always to. found the manga to be very, very slow. Yeah, it depends, it depends on what you're looking at. Okay, now, who likes parodies of shoujo manga? Ooh, 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 pick me, pick me. Don't pick me, pick me, pick me, I'm prettier. <laughs> and I'm okay. not trying to steal your no, soul. No, no, I, 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 I'm not. I am, I am prettiest. Oh God. Okay. Oh, Zenith so is best anyway. So anyway, today we're going to be covering the English dub of Monthly Girls Nozaki Kun, which was released by Sentai Filmworks around the end of March, so almost a month ago now. Wait, wait, uh, wait, if wait, 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 wait. This isn't yeah. beyond the boundary. I'll fuck oh, this. God, I'm dear. out. Hey, hey, hey. Hey! 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 Megan, get the fuck! <laughs> Megan, get the fuck back here! You like this series enough to buy the special edition for you and someone else. <laughs> and and now I do need to buy. Uh, I need to buy this because it is freaking amazing. Okay. Not, um, not a mistake. Yeah. So if you're not familiar with the series. Uh, it's about Chiyo Sakura and her rather oblivious crush, uh, Nozaki. 
When she tries to confess her feelings to Nozaki one day after school, she accidentally words it as though she's a fan of his. Taking things completely out of context and quite literally, Nozaki assumes she's a fan of his manga. Uh, that's right guys, Nozaki is a shoujo manga author, and because of Chio's awkward confession, he kind of recruits her to help him with his manga as an assistant. As and he then, does many other poor schmucks at this school. Yeah. Not only that, but he is under a pen name, uh, which is a girl's name. So he writes shoujo manga as Miss Yumino. Mm -hmm. Knowing comedies such as this, all kinds of hilarity ensue. Um, but, as always, we're going to be covering the press release from Sentai Filmworks' English dub, including any predictions that we may have had or guesses, because I know Zenith, of course, probably did not make predictions beforehand. Um, our thoughts on the casting, as well as well, our- because you showed me the- <laughs> you, you showed me the show before I could make predictions, but- Yeah, but that's okay. You can at least make guesses, because this will be interesting. But, um- Okay. We'll also throw in our thoughts on the actual casting, as well as- Impression-slash-review of the English dub, because Megan and I finished it, but Zenith at least got halfway through. Um, so it's gonna be- a variety of things. Cause we what are we, we kidding? Cause... This dub is a masterwork, remember? <laughs> so says Prof. Um, we at least had we at least try to watch it the first half of the series because we didn't really want to leave Wakamatsu out. Um, but anyways, are we ready to head into Parody Central? <laughs> yes. Whoop whoop. whoop whoop. I'm riding the McFarlane train in on this one. Except well... for McFarlane's not involved at all. He was too busy directing Blade Runner, Frankenstein, Sherlock. Screeching pterodactyl Todd Haberhorn. The, the McFarlane train is with me in spirit. I have the McFarlane train in my heart. Okay. You might want to get that All checked right. out. Because I'm pretty sure last time I checked, you had a gun in your heart? Yes, I, I do still have a gun in my so heart. So you have a gun and, and, and a train. Yes. Is it conducted it by is a, a gun ginger train. kid? Anyway. Who may, or may not sound like. Anyway. So Sorry, Mom. Before we're derailed for 20 minutes. Which would be nice, because I'm still eating Train right derailed. Of course. But, um, let's start with the ADR director and the script writers. There are two script writers involved. Did anyone have any possible predictions for the director and the writers? I had director predictions, but nope. that's all I had. Oh. Um, I'm, gonna I'm just going to say guess? Monica Rial, just be uh, for, for a script writer. Okay. Fuck it, why not? Fuck it, why not? Um, so, I had two predictions for director. I actually got this right. Um, the one I did not get right was Christopher Ayers. Because for some reason right now, as far as we know, there's really two directors at Sentai Filmworks. One of them being Chris Ayers. Um, the other one being who I got correct, and that's Kyle Kobe Jones. Um, as for writers... Um, uh, who? Well, uh, question mark, question mark, question mark. He directed mark. Parasite. I'll, 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 get, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Um, Kyle Kobe Jones is also one of the script writers. And the other writer is Caitlin Barr. So, Kyle Kobe Jones! He's mostly known for his ADR directing and scripting work. You've probably seen him do directing work for the series Air, Akame Got Kill, uh, amnesia for some stupid reason. Bryn Hilder in the Darkness. He also is the director for Fake Khaled, Lunar Pri Prisma Ilya. 
Uh, he's a director for Full Metal Panic, for Gotchamon Crowds, uh, let's see, for Canon 2006, Kino's Journey, Log Horizon, Majestic Prince, uh, Martian Successor, Nadesco, The Motion Picture, uh, No Game, No Life, Outbreak Company, Parasite, The Maximum, Five Brain Puzzle of God, and a few other ones here and there, including Sunday Without God and Venus vs. Fires for the first four episodes. Uh, also, in terms of scripting work, um, Kyle Kobe Jones has done the script for Akame Got Kill, Amnesia, uh, Gintama the Movie. Uh, he did some script for Kino's Journey, Log Horizon. A lot of the stuff he directed, he also had some hand in the script for. Um, so, so, so basically, a lot of the stuff that I have actually never seen before. Basically. Uh, as for Caitlin Barr, she doesn't have a lot of credits to her name either in voice work or staffing. Voicing, she mostly does background characters. Staff work, she's done scripts for Akamega Kill, Chaika the Coffin Princess, uh, Fate Kaliad, uh, Love Chinobu, and Other Delusions. Uh, Monthly Girls Nozaki Kun and Wizard Barristers. Those that's literally her staff or script credits right there. So, in terms of the directing and the script writing, how do we feel about it? I actually really like the script um, of the show. I I actually think this is is really really well done. It's it's a fantastic script because um, in, in comedies in general, you really have to have a good sense of timing with these sentences, and when, with the way Japanese uh, scripts work, sometimes you have a lot of people talking over each other. Right. Here, I felt everything was v supernatural. Everything sounded right, and a lot of the tr the, the jokes transitioned incredibly well from the Japanese. So, I honestly, I think this is a brilliant script, brilliantly directed. Um, I, I, I give kudos to them both because I've seen a few comedies that just kind of fell flat either because they were too, uh, too literal to the Japanese and the jokes went over my head or because the timing was off. Yeah, and also you kind of got to give the script some credit because we're talking about a good amount of the conversations that are in the show regard shoujo manga and how it's created. So there's some terminology that people who might not be familiar with manga may not know, um, like if like filling into beta and all this stuff like that. And yeah, they definitely managed to not only translate the um, the humor and the comedy aspects of it and still keep the timing phenomenal. They also managed to translate and bring over like the context and the content regarding the shoujo manga stuff itself and make it understandable for any kind of audience. Um, yeah, Kyle Kobe Jones, um, cause we've talked about him a few times, a couple, at least a couple times before, um, I think M Megan Hardy and I consider Kyle Kobe Jones to be the Mike McFarland of Sentai. Yeah, because he hasn't pissed me off yet like Chris Ayers has. <laughs> well, that and, like, there have been times where he'll bring in, like McFarland, like, ni like, nine times out of ten, he'll manage to bring in people from, like... Kyle Kobe Jones will manage to bring, yeah. bring people in from Dallas. Because, like, he's he's pulled in, because, like, I mean, seeing Log Horizon, a couple other things in here. Um, so he's managed to pull in, like, Jade Saxton for Log Horizon. Jamie Markey did her first role in Brynhildr of the Darkness for Sentai. Um, and, I mean, he, he has connections. Not as many as Mike McFarland would, but 
in a sense, he's still capable of bringing in people. Mm -hmm. um, to be to be fair, this is not quite the case with this casting, except possibly one, um, which we'll get to eventually. But otherwise than that, yeah, I would say directing and scripting is really solid here. I also like a lot of little things he did as a director. There was a particularly one moment, I think, where Nozaki has like these little girly screams that I really yeah. like that they put in there. Or like, just these little moments where I think that the, he just let them kind of like deadpan, like throw in a line that may or may not have been in the script. But otherwise, I really like the directing on this stuff. It was really funny. Yeah, and I mean, the characters, the characters themselves are, a lot of them are basically archetypes and stereotypes with a decent amount of them being gender bent. Mm -hmm. And he, in terms of the direction, he manages to keep them from not overdoing it. These actors are very good at not overselling it to the point it becomes ridiculous. Right. But when it calls for it, they can become a little bit more over the top. Because a lot of this is very down-to-earth stuff. Um, but but then when it really needs to like go over the top and be comedic, uh, comedic, it just goes with it and it takes it into to that next level and that really really works for for the show. Oh, absolutely! Like again, because sometimes with comedies you have to be careful that you don't overdo it in your performance and like just be way out there and you need to rein it back in and. Again, the direction is a phenomenal job because he doesn't keep him from going overdoing it. And considering, like, actually a decent amount of cast members, I've never heard of some of these before. Mm -hmm. And some of them are fresh faces to me, and some still have, like, very little credits, too. So being able to give the actors good direction in order to still keep the humor but not having them overdo it, uh, again, kudos to you, Mr. Kyle Kobe Jones, for doing that. Mm -hmm. In fact, many of these are are people from like many of these are fresh faces from YouTube. Like these are people that um, they they're probably not well known in the industry, uh, but they're actually you know from other mediums. And the fact that you get people like completely fresh, uh, you know, not at that much experience. In fact, half of these people don't even have, like, wiki pages where you can look up information about them. Yeah, really, I them. was like, who the fuck are half you people? <laughs> who are you people? And I'll, t I'll talk about it a bit more when, when we get into the characters, but I, uh, you know, when you actually learn who some of these people are, like, I'm just like, wow, the fact that this, this turned out as, as great as it is... This is this is a one in a million chance that you know you're, it's rare. It's incredibly rare. Yeah. So we think we good to move on to these characters. Yes. Uh, I was born ready. Okay. But that's just because I am Tomoda. Okay. Well, fine then. <laughs> Tomoda, <laughs> my friend Tomoda. Anyway, um, let's move on to. Um, we're gonna do. We're gonna do mostly. Um, individuals, but there are going to be a, a, at least five characters that are placed together. Um, the first two, for obvious reasons, we have to talk about the two main characters from Nozaki's manga, Let's Fall in Love. We have to talk about Mamiko and Suzuki. 
Uh, did anyone have predictions? Pos did anyone possibly have predictions for these two? Or guesses in Zenith's no, case? Yes. Be no, because if I forgot they were characters that had voices. Because <laughs> I had watched the show like so long ago and I got to like episode four that I stopped. And then they're like, oh yeah, we're gonna dub this. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll do the episode with Lilac, sure. I'll I won't leave her high and dry and all by herself. And she needs a, she needs a buddy to lonely. talk about no with. I'm Mr. Lonely. No. <laughs> um. So, um. Uh, fuck. Uh, my guess, um. You, why would you guess now? You already heard them. Shut up, Mom! Zenith, do you have possible guesses? Because you are pro I know you've never really watched much Sentai stuff, so you would be brand new to this. So any guesses for who voices Mamiko and Suzuki? Because I didn't make any predictions either. Um, I'm going to guess. Uh, thankfully, in this past, like, two weeks, I've done a lot of research on, um... Uh dub voice actors for characters because I've been watching a lot of mo uh, watching a lot of anime and I have been uh, scripting a lot so I'm a little bit more familiar we're with we're, con we're converting you to our cause oh so Welcome that means you probably already might know who one of them are okay yeah um I know one of them sounds very very familiar Mamiko uh is not the one that sounds familiar uh I'm just gonna say for Mamiko uh it's Very young girl voice. Um, I, I know I'm completely wrong in this, but I'm gonna say I'm, I'm just gonna go on a limb and say Caitlin Glass, and I know it's not Caitlin Glass, but I like that's pretty much that's the, the closest in terms of voice. Um, that's what my heart's uh, telling me. Okay, and uh, how about Suzuki? The other one, Suzuki. Uh, I think it's Chris Patton. Ding ding ding! Oh. We are right. Yep, your guess would be correct. Suzuki is being voiced by Chris Patton. Mamiko, on the other hand, brand new voice actress. This is her first and only credit. Melissa Milano. Melissa Milano is her name. Again, quite literally, this is her one and only credit. Uh, Chris Patton, though, he, he has, has been, been around, around the for block. <laughs> he's been around a long ass time. Uh, but Chris he's not Patton. attempting to dismantle cars. <laughs> yes. As, um, uh, where are you Graham hiding? Spectre. As Graham Spectre from Bakano, you've also heard him in series such as Black Cat as Creed Disketh. He is also in Chrono Crusade, Diabolic Lovers as Ayato. Um, he, he is, he is best mechanic, and, uh, av after, like, watching the commentary for Bakano, like, uh, he's he's one of the few voice actors who don't sound like their character yeah, no, like, he inside the booth. Yeah, no, he does not sound like that in real life either. Yeah. I've met he him is times. also... You may have also seen him in series such as Full Metal Panic as the lead Sosuke Sagara, as well as Greed from the Full Metal Alchemist franchise. Chris Patton has also been in Gintama the movie, Hamatora, uh, the, Hamatora the animation. Uh, let's uh, I'm gonna sashay off now. <laughs> I'm getting to it. Um, let's see. Mythical, mythical detective Loki Ragnarok. He's been in Nabari no O. He has been in Princess Tutu, of course, as Fakir. Uh, he's also had smaller roles in some series, too. Um, but, oh, he's also the lead in Rosvan. But, more recently, uh, he has a role 
in Prince of Stride all the <laughs> That asshole. That so asshole. So guess so guess what guys? Chris Patton is back is back hanging out with Funimation again after a He's long ass time. He's supposed to be in Dimension W somewhere too. Yeah, so good on you Chris Patton for coming back to Funimation. We've missed you, sir. I'm glad things have cleared up, because I heard there was, from what I've heard, there was some sort of disagreement um, between it, it, there, there was some bad blood. Yeah. It was like that Taylor Swift, uh, you know, video where all the people just start killing each other. Pretty much. And, voice uh, actor, voice and actor Battle Royale. Yeah. He, he had his wrench, and he decided, you know, I'm just going to dispense all the things. Now I'm a voice little girl character. Now I'm going to do it. <laughs> Anyway. No, I am best girl. I am best girl. Anyway. I am best girl. Oh, God By the way, it. can I please point out that Chris Patton's character in Prince of Stride happens to have one of my favorite next episode previews, where he starts whining at Princess Bryce. Princess Bryce. Oh, God damn it. So, how do we feel about Melissa and Chris Patton as Mamiko and Suzuki? Because to be completely honest... I didn't expect Chris Patton as Suzuki. <laughs> I think they were like, we need to find the epitome of that guy who plays shoujo heartthrobs in every anime and make him play, like, the stereotypical dumbest written shoujo heartthrob we can think of. And they that found the perfect right. voice. That sounds about right. I think with Mamiko and Suzuki, this is the... we. I know we said, like... They kept from over, like they kept in terms of the direction they kept the actors from overdoing it. Mama, Mama, and Suzuki are probably the exception to the rule, but this is okay <laughs> because, because they're supposed this, to be over the top. Because they're, they're parody. They're they're manga characters, yeah. the The manga is supposed to be looked at and not be considered. Um, like real life and they take it in directions like the, like for example the bicycle thing in the manga where like they just tried various different ideas and there's no person in the world who'll just be like hey I have a four-seater bike who gets this seat and then uh, but but because it's a manga they're allowed to take it a little bit more over the top and right. I think both of the actors did a great job doing that mm-hmm yeah, especially, especially, and Patton, and Patton is no stranger to the ham. No, he's not. And then for Melissa, he eats that ham. Oh, yeah. He has he has a giant like ham sandwich. Eats it <laughs> and then he records. I heard his, his preferred style of bacon is Canadian. <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah. Anyway, and for Melissa, this being her, as far as we know, her first and only role um, with Sentai. It's definitely a nice place to start, especially if this is your, like, first time doing an English dub like this. So that gives you a chance, so that gives you the chance to overdo it and make mistakes if you wanted to. And she doesn't have to match lip flaps. <laughs> and she didn't have to match lip flaps. Yup. That's probably you got the, the one easiest roll. Congrats, the you one don't have there. to match lip flaps. It's kind of like Chuck Huber's Devil and Bacchano. It's a lot easier when you don't have to match the lip flaps of the character. Except for he does because... at one point when, when Elmer makes him choke on his cig. Yeah. Well, yeah, but then a lot of it's internal monologue, too. In fact, he, he, he only has, like, two lines that he says out loud. But anyway, uh, back to the show. Yeah, the, these two are manga characters, so... 
they're, 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 this is pretty much a non-visual representation of them. You don't actually see their lip flaps move. And it, in case you're wondering why that's a, that's a hard thing to do, uh, Japanese is a very, very different language in the way it's structured and the speed of which they talk. Uh, the lip flaps move at least twice as fast as people in America speak. Because there's so much more syllables uh, in, in the Japanese language. So it's very, very hard. <laughs> mm. Yeah, it's not easy. But um, anyway, Melissa and Chris Patton, I definitely say, good on you guys for voicing these uh, wonderful, wonderful manga characters. <laughs> Do we want to move on to um, a tri yes. our, our trio? Yes. Okay. So, the next three we're going to be talking about. Uh, we have manga editors Ken and Mino, and we also have another manga author, uh, Miyako. Yukari Miyako. So, Ken, just, Ken, just context-wise, Ken is Nozaki's current editor. Um, Mino used to be Nozaki's editor, but is actually now the current editor for Miyako. And Miyako is Nozaki's next-door neighbor as well. Uh, so, I didn't have predictions for this three. I don't I know did. if anyone had predictions or guesses. Oh, what do you have? I did. Um, let's see, Yukari, um, because again, I watched maybe four episodes, so I didn't know who everybody was, and I thought Yukari was older, and she said she had done a Sentai role, so I thought Yukari was Rachel Robinson, but in my predictions list, oh, oh my god, shut the fuck up, prof! That was me! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Don't shut the fuck up, Steph. Mm. Um, um, three, uh... Miyako, I had uh, Rachel Robinson, but in my list it says the lady who was Dr. Drinky in Snow White. Um, okay. For Mitsuya, I had Tai Mahani, because nobody tells you Sakamaki had a bathe. <laughs> and for Ken, I had David Wald. Okay. Um, for me, uh, for uh, Yukari, I had... Uh, I was thinking it sounded a little bit like the girl and great teacher Onizuka, uh, who is uh, called Toroko, uh, Tomoko-chan. Um, is I, is I, that I, Wendy Lee, one of the many roles she does in that show? <laughs> yes, um, and I, I, I would be wrong in that prediction, but uh, I, I think that like it was a similar type of voice, or at least it sounded to me at the time. Um, Mayano, I, 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 hmm. Yeah, the, the other two I really couldn't place. Okay. So, the three individuals voicing these characters. The voice of Mitsuya Maino is, is Ned Gale. The voice of Yukari Miyako is Brittany Deej. And the voice of Ken is, I'm probably going to butcher the name. Uh, Louis, Louis Gal, Louis Galindo. There it is. Blech. Names, new names. Learning and all the time. nobody knows who they are. Okay, who, the fuck <laughs> who are, are you people? people? Okay, Ned Gale. You probably would have heard him in mostly background roles. Uh, so aside, Mino is probably his first really big name role. 
But otherwise, you've heard him in backer roles for Akame Ga Kill, Hamatora, Log Horizon, Love Chinobu, and other delusions, Made Sama, Majestic Prince, Love Love Alternative, No Game No Life, Parasite the Maximum, Sunday Without God, and Wizard Barristers. Brittany Deej is also still new as well. This is her first big name role for Miyako. She's also been in show in series such as Magical Warfare, Nobunaga the Fool, Parasite the Maximum, and Upote, uh, the short ONA series, uh, not the original. And then Louis Galindo, he's also pretty new, but he does have at least a few more named roles compared to the other two. You have heard him as Gasuke in Hamatora, uh, Nobuhide, Nobuhide Oda in Nobunaga the Fool, um, and he's also had small roles, small micro roles in Akamega Kill, Aura, uh, Chaika the Coffin Princess, and Parasite the Maximum. So, how do we feel about these three individuals? Um, I, I mean, they're they're not around often enough to form a big opinion as from what I've seen. Although Mayano is is glorious. Uh, I, I think they did a great job of making him um, douchey as fuck, annoying, uh, douchey and annoying, but at least charming. You can kind of see why Yukari would at least kind of go along with what he's saying. It kind of seems like he means well. <laughs> like he, he means, means well, well, but he doesn't know what the hell he's doing. <laughs> In fairness, he has inklings um, of good ideas. I was gonna say, um, I like them. Um, sometimes Yukari kind of was a little too like, oh, okay, like kind of voice for me, but it didn't really ruin the perf it ruined the character or ruin the performance for me. It was yeah, not I'd have to say this anything. She she was such a minor character at the time yeah. that I didn't really think too too much of it. Um, especially because Mino, she's supposed to be someone that Mino is capable of, manipulating. you know, convincing, manipulating, and convincing to do whatever he says. I mean, she, the fact that yeah, she's able to include really a tanuki in a murder mystery, it, and he murders the tanuki. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think God. the scene I felt the worst for her in is when he, she like calls to yell at him, and then he manipulates her into apologizing. Yeah, and you just feel like super shitty for her. It's like really, really. And then oh, Ken God. is as grumbly and like not liking Nozaki as, like he's the voice of I gotta put up with so much bullshit. Yeah, basically, because Ken does put up. Basically, he does put up with a lot of Nozaki's shenanigans without inadvertently putting up with his shenanigans. Like he'll hear about them. He'll hear about them and be like, "The hell did you do?" <laughs> uh, I, I think what works about this though is that his voice is kind of similar to Nozaki's. It's on that deeper register, right. and he has that 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 laid back like, "Oh, I gotta put up with this kind of tone." And and at the same time, you get the the feeling from his voice and from the way he's directed that he does really enjoy his work. Even though Nozaki's just like, oh, you enjoy it so much, and he's always so enthusiastic about his editor. Yeah, definitely. Like, he's he's in love with him, like, as an editor, and then Kent's just like, I don't fucking need this shit. Like, <laughs> he's kind of like, it's kind of like when you come back onto the Dub Talk Twitter chat, and, like, we've gone, like, it's like you kind of stuff. Like, when you come back to the chat and you're like, what the fuck did you do without me? What the hell did I tell you? No, that's not what I wanted. Stop, bad children. 
<laughs> yeah. It's like when we have a team bad decisions, like Twitter chat, and then I wake <laughs> up in the morning and I'm like, what just happened? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's okay, we blame Patrick. Yeah, it's always Patrick's fault. <laughs> Patrick anyway. did nothing wrong. Y'all are just mean to Patrick. <laughs> no, it's mostly Zenith. Mostly Zenith that he's. You two, you, well, to be fair, those you, those two bicker. You guys kind of bicker with married couples, Zenith. <laughs> well, well Patrick, pa Patrick is always is always saying mean things to me because he's best Zack Ryder. So. <laughs> anyway, so I think we're in consensus that at least for the majority of it, sounds good. Yeah, I mean th these are very minor roles. Uh, Ken in Ken and Mayano are in a little bit more. And I think they're they're stronger of voiced characters, but overall this is really really good work. Just so you know, um, you do get to see Miyako. Uh, you, you you do get to see the three of them at least a little bit more um, in the second half of the show. Just to, yeah. just so okay. You can get I mean the the first six episodes are the the first six episodes are basically getting the band together. Mm -hmm. Kind of, kind of. That makes sense. Okay. Are we ready to move on? Yes. How about we talk about... Maybe. Okay. How about we talk about... Oh, good lord. Uh, Hirotaka Wakamatsu. My baby. Wakamatsu. My baby. No, no you, mean, you, mean, you mean Waka. 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 No, or Katsumatsu or something. Or Kara, or Kara Face or some shit. <laughs> I forget what Seo starts calling him, but he's my baby. <laughs> Wakamatsu is my, my favorite character now that I finished the show, honestly. <laughs> okay, so Wakamatsu, he is on the basketball team, uh, just for some context. And he basically gets roped in, um, thank he gets roped into the show mostly because of Seo, whom we'll get to in a minute. Um, because Seo is a bit of a troublemaker. <laughs> and, um... Seo beats the shit out of this poor kid. Yeah. Seo beats then, the shit out of this poor boy. Yeah, essentially, shenanigans ensue where Wakamatsu's trying to tell Seo to just, like, stop and lay off. But instead, how he approaches it and how he does it is get, shows Seo more of an impression of, hey, I like you. Do you want to date me? <laughs> so that's a... That's a... Same. I've been glaring at her for the past 20 minutes, and then I walk up to her and I say, hello, and then I make it a point to go up to her whenever she's around and say, hey, hey, Sayo, that'll tell her off. Yeah, basically. I just enjoy, um, whenever he's over at Nozaki's house, though, he's just like, <laughs> and then they find out he's got, like, a thing for, like, putting in the, like, the black filters or something like that. He's really good with an uh, exacto knife. Uh, yeah, he uh, for some reason he's the only one who's good at that <laughs> compared to the others. Which I I love the fact that the 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 background like theater artist guy is is basically he's like oh look and see how it's done and he ends up like cutting out the characters instead of adding the <laughs> adding in the background. Now my favorite thing is how he then Hori then tricks him into thinking that his low job on the totem pole <laughs> and Wakamatsu's <laughs> like okay. Yeah, Wakamatsu's the youngest. He, he's so into it. Yeah, Wakamatsu's the youngest. He's a first year in high school. Wakamatsu's um, his own brand of stupid. While, while everyone else, while everyone else except for I 
think Horty um, are second years. I yes, think Horty is the only third year. year. Mm -hmm. Okay, so predictions or guesses for Wakamatsu. I had three predictions, actually. I had one. And I'm, and I'm gonna assume Zenith has some sort of guess. Uh, Megan, do you wanna go first? Corey Herzog. That's actually one of mine. <laughs> uh, that's my second choice. My first choice. My entire casting of this was based off of Dramatical Murder and for Diabolic Lover. <laughs> <laughs> um, maybe a little beyond the boundary. <laughs> oh, nice. Speaking of beyond the boundary. Um, I actually had Clint Bickham as my first choice for Wakamatsu. <laughs> Aww. That would have been adorable. Um, then I also had Corey Hartzog, but I also had Loraldo Anzaldua as well um, for my third choice. I figured, because if I remember right, he played, he voiced Art and Hamatora, and after I saw that, I figured maybe he could fit here. Uh, Zenith, who do you think is voicing uh, Wakamatsu? Well, my initial... Um... I, I don't want to say guess because I actually looked ahead at the character list as I was watching the show. So I got an idea of like who each character kind of was. And so I kind of formed a little bit of prediction. Um, my prediction was, and this is an, a, a voice actor I do not know, um, the main lead in Angel Beats. Uh, oh God, why can't I remember that's, his name? Um, isn't that Clint? No, that's... um. Hold on. I know who it is. I know who it is. Give me one second. What's the name of the character? I know who it is. It's I know who it, I'm going to look it up. I'm looking just give just give me the name of the character. I'm already on it. It's Otanashini. Otanashini. That's that's Blake Sh That's Blake Shepard who voices him. Yeah, that's I was like, "Damn it, I know that voice." Sorry, I, I I haven't seen uh, uh, Angel Beats in a little while. I I have Bacano in the brain right now. Gee, yeah. Um, I wonder why. But anyway, you can't tell at all. <laughs> anyway, the individual who is voicing uh, Wakamatsu, his name is I'm I apologize for butchering your last name, sir, because I know I'm going to. Um, Cameron Bauscht, B A U T S C H. I apologize, Bauscht, something like that. Um, and he's actually, again, pretty new. Um, in terms of other roles, his only other named role is Hari, Hari, um, from Martian Successor Nadesco to Motion Picture. Um, but he's also had background roles in Angelic Lair, Batum, uh, Paris at the Maximum, Saint Saya, Sayuki, and Ushio and Tora, the OVA series. How do we feel about Wakamatsu? He was so cute! <laughs> Someone like this, uh, they could have easily made like very, very overly pathetic, but they they gave him a very strong voice, mm -hmm. and even when he's being kind of clueless, uh, he he ends up sounding like he he knows what he wants, and he's kind of a character that is very assured in who he is, even though he's a little bit on the ditzy side. I like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> is a little, is a little bit of a dumbass, and I love him. He's adorable. But, um, how I feel, originally, because I've actually watched through the dub twice now, um, originally I wasn't too fond of Cameron's performance of it. Um, at least through the first time. The second time, I kind of started enjoying it a bit more, and the more I thought about it, it actually, like, 
how the tone of voice was and some of the inflections that he does, you want to know who it reminded me of a bit? Who? Joel McDonald. It really did, actually. Because I think I was watching... I think I was trying to watch through Nozaki. Um, this was not too long after you and I rewatched Bakano together, Zenith. So, of course, Joel's jacuzzi was in my mind, and then I was rewatching Nozaki-kun, and I was like, this sounds so similar to Joel McDonald. <laughs> like, inflection-wise, and the tone of voice, it's a little bit different, obviously, than Joel's natural-sounding voice, but it you know sounds what's really so weird? When you say Joel McDonald, jacuzzi isn't the first thing that popped into my head this time. Guess what popped into my head? I don't know what. We talking... No, because we were talking about cosplaying it. <laughs> Are you talking about Jaya? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Jaya! <laughs> we still don't know who's gonna be our Jaya of the group, but anyway. <laughs> She's gonna die over there. My vegetable pirate dragon! I just think that. I think his tone seems so natural for a person. They they very much play the character straight. Um, he he feels like a real person, and in a parody, the straight man, like someone like that, I think is necessary. I don't think necessary. Wakamatsu's the straight man in this show. I yeah, I don't think Wakamatsu's. I the think straight somebody man. else has that job. I think yeah, I think yeah, I think we'll, we'll get to him. Wakamatsu's Wakamatsu's kind of a Fruit Loop too. Compa okay, compared to the girl he's attached to, compared to the girl he's attached to, he's not as much of a Fruit Loop as her. Yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, my opinion, <laughs> my, my opinion, it took me a bit to kind of get used to it, but the second go around when I was watching the dub, I, I really started enjoying Cameron's performance a bit more. Um, he's, he's a baby Joe McDonald. <laughs> baby Joe McDonald. That's his new name now. So I think the consensus is we like Wakamatsu, especially Megan. Wakamatsu's her favorite. Wakamatsu became my favorite character because he's such this poor motherfucker. Just I like I hadn't gotten that far in the series to meet him yet, so I had no idea. And I was like, and stuff's like, get as far to meet Wakamatsu. I'm like, who the hell is Wakamatsu? Yeah. And then he got beat the shit out of by basketball Beelzebub. Yeah. Basically. That Speaking is one of, of my favorite lines in the whole show. <laughs> Speaking of basketball Beelzebub, do we want to move on to Seo? Yes. Okay. Yuzuki Seo. A.K.A. Basketball Beelzebub. Oh, Beelzebub. Uh, basically, the character trope that she kind of plays um, in the series is she's essentially the one who doesn't have a filter. And is a and is very oblivious to some of the things she says to other people. The asshole guy. Kind of, yeah. Um. So predictions for Seo. Oh, by the way, Seo also is known around the school as the Lorelei of the Glee Club because she has a very, very beautiful operatic voice. Anyway, and she also can put Wakamatsu to sleep with it. Yes. Uh, that's a thing in the series. Um, so, predictions for Seo. I had three, and I did get this one correct. I have one, and I got it wrong. <laughs> okay. Um, 
I, I'm gonna be completely wrong in my my prediction. I know, but I had something. I had two things that would be really, really funny if they if they were true. Okay, what do you think? What, what, what were your funny things, Zenith? Uh, uh, Justin Cook or the the person who plays Kazuma Kuwabara. So oh Justin God. Cook or Christopher Sabat playing a playing a girl. Let him dream. She's a tomboy. And 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 the whole the, the whole thing is her just being uh, like this this complete uh, you know yeah she she beats up a lot of people in the show so okay okay Megan what were you thinking Monica Real oh that actually would have been fun if Monica got to use her big girl voice for that. Um, the two that I got wrong out of my three, uh, Brittany Karabowski was one, the other was Sarah Ornelas, Ornelas, Sarah Ornelas, um, I had to look her credits again, because I was like, why did I pick her? Um, and because I'm still learning Sentai voice actors, um, I picked her because I saw a little clip of her voice work as Stephanie in No Game No Life. Um, and I heard that voice, I heard that voice and I'm kind of like, I can kind of picture that as Seo. Um, but the individual who did get the role of Seo, and was actually my first prediction for the role, Joanne Bonasso. Joanne Bonasso is voicing Seo. If you are unfamiliar, she is still, she's still, I wouldn't say pretty new, but she has at least, she has a smallish resume, but she does have at least a decent amount of named characters under her belt. Um, you may have heard her in roles such as Black Bullet, uh, Chaika the Coffin Princess, Devil Survivor 2 the Animation, Dog and Scissors, Fate Kaliad as Magical Ruby, Ghost Hound, she's also in Canon 2006, uh, Papua, don't know what the hell it is, as well as Parasite the Maximum, uh, Supersonico, and Venus vs. Virus, and she also has a few background roles here and there. Um, I'll admit this is another one that when I first heard it, I wasn't so sure about it. Um, but, because I didn't expect it to go this direction. Um, but she definitely pulls off the attitude and, like, the slight, the snark and, like, the slight cunning devilish charm that Seo kind of has to her character. <laughs> Sayo was hysterical to me. I'm sorry. She just had, like, you know, type of voice. Like, she was such a. She pulled off cocky a hole really well. Yeah. Yeah, um. I don't know. I, I was a little bit iffy on this first, too. Uh, it, it definitely grew on me, and then when you find out, like, about the whole, like, Lee Club Lorelei stuff, you know, okay. I was just like, okay, so. It, it works in a sense. I'm just. She's not my favorite voice in the show. Like, I mean, it was kind of rough in the beginning, even when I watched it twice. It was still rough in the beginning, but, like, the more as it got going, and especially, like, her her um, relationship with Wakamatsu and her playing off of Cameron, I think it eventually worked, and it kind of showed the differences between the two characters very well, and it kind of balanced it out. Um, Comedic-wise, I think it is great. Yeah, it was, it was wonderful. <laughs> it turned out wonderful in the end for me, really. I think my favorite thing that she does is that she just kind of, like, drags around poor Wakamatsu. Yup. <laughs> like, it's, it's my funny. favorite little, my favorite little moment. I, I love her, the though, nicknames. Is, um, yeah, that and, um, the, the nicknames that she gives him. 
No, my favorite kind of moment is when it's like, and he worked up the courage to give me these gloves, and because Nozaki thought he was gonna smack her with them. Yeah. And then this like little challenger. She's duel. just like, she's just like, Ooh! and she like catches the little bug. Like that's my favorite little yeah. like, little Sayo moment. Other than her being called basketball Beelzebub, like that's just probably like the greatest little small moment of writing in the dub. It's basketball Beelzebub. And you know, I kind of ship it because they actually are kind of cute together. Yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> is, I totally want to see them get together. Yeah. I wish there was a second season of this because this would be so much funny. But that's okay. Um, so consensus, I would say we're kind of, at least a little bit mixed. Zenith didn't exactly enjoy it. I w For me, it was a little rough in the beginning, but Megan loved it. So, um, So I think we're good to move on. Let's talk about my favorite character in the show now, Masayuki Hori. Um, Gee, I wonder why. <laughs> he is um, in charge of the drama club at the school, um, but he doesn't really act all that much, uh, mostly because he's short. Um, but the big characteristic for him, but the bigger pieces for him, one, he does the backgrounds for Nozaki's manga, two, he tends to beat the shit and drag around poor Kashima, which we'll get to in a few minutes. Um, because is Kashima is the man of this show. Because Kashima is Kashima, for God's sake. Um, and when we get again, when we get to Kashima and describe what kind of character Kashima is, you'll understand. Um, so predictions for Horty. Dave Matronga was my first choice. Then I had Josh Greeley as my second choice, and my third choice went to Adam Gibbs. I thought all um, three could pull it off if they wanted to. Um, I- my only choice was Blake Shepard. <laughs> Understandable. Uh, I- I didn't have any predictions, really. I just enjoy the fact that I actually have to go back and watch this in Japanese, cause, um... The guy who plays Hori in the Japanese is from one of my favorite shows that's only in Japanese. That Zenith should totally watch one day. Oh lord. Just just saying that Zenith, Zenith would, should totally watch the show. Um, and so should you, Lilac. Uh, just saying. Are, are we talking about Coconut Basket, No Basket again? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> that's Maybe. a yes. That's a yes. Um, no, 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 no. No, no, we're talking about the devil's part-timer. God! Fuck off, you judgmental whore. If we're talking devil is a part-timer, then uh, the, the guy who plays uh, LCL should, uh, is my prediction. Okay, <laughs> That's so actually who it is in the Japanese. That's funny. No, in That's... the Japanese, the devil is a part-timer. Hori and LCL share a voice. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Um, I, I must be psychic or something. Well, uh, <laughs> just, so you, just so you know, though, it's not Anthony Bowling who voices uh, Horty, because he's the one who voices LCL in Devil's a Part-Timer. Um, the voice for Horty is Adam Noble, who is also fairly new uh, to the anime dubbing world, but he is at least have a few good, few decent roles. Um, he looks like he has a total of six roles, um, credited for. Uh, Akamega Kill, Brunhilder in the Darkness, Monthly Girls Ozaki-kun, of course, Upright Company, Parasite the Maximum, and Wizard Barristers. I fell in love with this performance the second he showed up. Maybe I'm a little mm -hmm. biased because Hori's my favorite character and because I'm a theater nerd like he is. But it's still- 
still, it's my favorite performance. It really worked so well. <laughs> and especially playing off of who voices Kashima. Yeah, it, really. It worked. It worked. I, I fell in love with it right away. I was like, yep, somebody I'm good. Somebody buy Hori a beer. <laughs> when he's old enough, somebody get Hori a stiff drink. They work off each other very nicely. Uh, and, you know, I, I don't know too, too much about the voice actor, but I, you know, I, honestly, I think it worked. Again, it kind of mm -hmm. comes down to a lot of fresh voices and new voices we haven't heard of before. And the fact that Kyle Kobe Jones managed to direct him rather well. Because um, for Adam Noble and then Cameron as well, um, they're also primarily stage actors. Yes. So, to have these these two stage actors, and probably, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like a handful of other stage actors hiding in here somewhere, um, having these stage actors come in and they manage to pull off these roles, it actually did really well, and especially for Hordy's case, because there are—he does have those moments where he becomes an actor. And the stage actor in him does come out, and for Adam Noble, it works really well. So, my my favorite—I loved it. My favorite performance of the show. I liked it a lot too. I'll get, I'll get into my favorites in in a bit. Okay. So, are we ready to move on to the? <laughs> The Prince yes. of the High School. Yes. The Prince we're of the now, High School. Now to Prof's favorite character. Now to Prof's favorite character. Damn, why didn't I think of asking him to join us if he wanted to? Probably because he's been busy fun. being covered in curry. <laughs> because he's best girl. Oh god. Um, so Yukashima. Yukashima is the Prince of the High School. Even though she is a girl. Um, she is the Prince of the High School. A, because she tends to played the princely characters in the shows for the drama club. B, because she ten she's able to say all these cheesy lines and quote-unquote hit on girls with such confidence. Women fawn over her. Yeah, women fawn over she, her. She is such a flirt that every single girl in the school is madly in love and with her, dudes. except for Chio. Yeah. And some of the dudes. As, as Mikoshiba puts it, she says these cheesy lines with such confidence. <laughs> that's basically what it comes down to. Because when we talk about Mikoshiba, you'll understand why that's something that he's talked about. Predictions for Kashima. This is the only other one I actually got right. Like I, I have one I, and I got it wrong. When I looked over my predictions again recently when I was setting this outline up, I, I, rem I remembered I got Seo and Kashima right, and I was like, how the hell did I get those right? <laughs> But, um, Zenith, I don't know if I want to ask you if you know who this is. Oh, I know who it is. Okay, so we're going to skip you for now. Um, Megan, what was your prediction for Kashima? My only prediction for Kashima was Terry Doty. Okay. That's it? That's all you got to say to that? Just, okay. I was about to say why, <laughs> but you jumped in. Um, um, I, I honestly... I, I don't know why. I think I picked Terry Doty because Terry Doty usually plays, like, kind of manly chicks. Mm -hmm. Um, or she plays little boys. Okay. So, like, the only thing- the only character I really had a reference on for her voice right now, because I don't watch Parasite because I'm a huge pussy, is her character in Assassination Classroom. Okay. Who is, she's... like, this goth chick. Who's this goth chick who- Who's buddies who, like, with Uncle loves... Marcus. Buddies with Uncle Marcus. And, like, 
she's buddies with Uncle Marcus and my boy Rico. Um, and uh, she also refers to small children as zygotes. Yeah. And like, and like, I think her name is Kirata. And there's like the whole episode where they talk about their names, where she like complains to her about her mom naming her Kirata because she's like, her mom's like, she thought she was getting a sparkly princess, and then she gets me like a goth who's into books. Then there's also a kid named Justice, and then Karma's like, I don't see what the problem is. And they're all like, <laughs> oh, sorry, Karma. And Karma's like, nah, man, just busting your balls. I love my name. <laughs> but that's why I picked Terry Doty to be Kashima. Okay. So, again, I had three for Kashima, uh, but I did get it right. The two that I got wrong. Lucy Christian was my second choice. Rachel Robinson was my third choice because of that... Um, because we did hear that Rachel Robinson was in the works for her first Sentai series. Whether or not it was going to be this one, I didn't know, so I put her here. Um, but, but, my first choice for Kashima, the one I got right, and the one I know Zenith is fully aware this is, uh, it's, Kashima is being voiced by Monica Rial. So we have, once again, Monica using her ever-wonderful big girl voice. Um, if you do not know who Monica Rial is, again, what is wrong with you? You must not watch anime. Because <laughs> she is most most well-known, really, as um, the record holder for the one voicing the most anime dub roles. Um, and she's voiced... Yeah, she's voiced a lot. Uh, she's done characters such as... Uh, Misuzu in Air, she's also Kaede in Assassination Classroom, Mei Saki from the series Another, she is Chani Lafare in Bakuno, uh, she is Mei Rin from the Black Butler franchise, she is Sonic the Monkey from Blah Blah K Battlefront, she is also, uh, let's see, she is in a Certain Magical Index, she is in Chrono Crusade, she is in Defrag, she, is she, got in... Muf- she got Mufasa in Diabolic Lovers. She's Cordelia in Diabolic Lovers. She's also in Devil's a Part-Timer. She is in Divine Gate. Fuck that show. Um, <laughs> we're, sorry. we're sorry you're in Divine Gate. <sighs> the, running she... gag of, the running gag of the Gringar episode. They're in Divine Gate. We're sorry. Yeah. She's, all... <laughs> She's also Mira Jane from Fairy Tale. She's also in Fractale from the New World. Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, Garo the animation. Now that the episode is has been recorded, she is Emma, Emma Guzman in Garo. She, oh yeah, we can talk about Garo finally. Yes, yes. Uh, she's in Hanayamata, Heroic Eight, High School of the Dead, Initial D, Kamisama Kiss, uh, King of Thorn, Kino's Journey, Kokoro Connect. Uh, good lord, I'm pretty sure she's somewhere in Gangsta. Yeah, she was. She's Michiko Malandro from Michiko and Hachim. Oh uh, yeah, bitches. Yes, yeah, she is also in uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. She is in Noragami Arigoto. She is in Orin High School Host Club as Renge. She is in Pony po- Pony Pony Dash. She is in uh, Parasite Dolls Peacemaker, Princess Jellyfish, Princess Nine, Real Story of Devil, Rosafon as Haruka. Uh, she is in Rolling Girls. Sager Blacksmith! Uh, Say I love you! Selector Infected! Uh, Seraph of the End is Cruel! She is in Sergeant Frog! She is in Show by Rock! She is 
in, um, good lord, where am I? Supersonico! She is in Show My Rock! She is Tsubaki and Soul Leader! She is in Speed Graffer! She is in Strike Witches! She is in Terror in Residence as Lisa's fucking mother! Um, she is in Tokyo Ghoul as Rize! She is in Tokyo Ravens! She is... <laughs> she is in Tsubasa! She, she is anime she at this is, point, she, like, she just... She is just anime. By the way... She's she's in she's in Wanna Be the Strongest in the World. She's in Watamote. She is in Welcome to the NHK. She is Yona from Yona of the Dawn. She is Ginko from Yurikuma Arashi. And that's just way, not even half the list, by the way. Before we talk about Kashima, because you mentioned selector infected wixes. Yes. Did you see Afia's post for National Sibling Day? Oh, maybe <laughs> I might have. <laughs> No, she's like, Happy National Sibling Day! And it was the twins from Wixis! Oh my god! Who were god. kind of incestuous! And then just the, the first sub-tweet I see on that, Caitlyn Glass, EW 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 Oh my god. I love you, I love Afia so much. Yeah, for those, for those who, for those who don't know, um, if you ever seen or heard of Selector Infected, um, Afia and her fiancé Micah Solasad, they play, play twins. Twin. They play twins in the series, but the twins do kind of fall in love with each other. So. So. so it's kind of horror. That and her uh, photoshopping Joel McDonald's baby into stupid situations. That was great. But anyway, back to Monica Real. How do we feel about Monica as Kashima? I love Kashima. <laughs> I, I think she's perfect for Kashima. It's not someone I, I predicted. I, I didn't really have a prediction for Kashima. Um, but the more and more I become familiar with Monica Rial's work, like I think I think this is right up her alley. Um, it's, it's in some ways it's a little bit like Rise without the menacing and manipulating bits. It's just more the charm and seduction. Well fake seduction, because she's seducing all the, the young women there, but yeah. I think she does a great job. Um, and uh, let me just say, uh, she, she's a very fun person to talk to on Twitter, so... Uh, she's Monica's a sweetheart. Monica's a Monica sweetheart. Monica somehow remembers me from, like, six years ago. Monica <laughs> signed my monthly Girls of Zaki-kun set and her lost it. Um, but anyway. <laughs> anyway. I, wish, I wish I got to see her at Anime Boston, but... Anyway, you're awesome, Monica. Never stop being Monica. Yes. Um, yeah. When I was going through my predictions initially, because, again, a lot of me and my predictions, I'm still unfamiliar with Sentai Filmworks' um, talent pool. And Monica goes and works in Houston quite a lot. So I put Monica in two places, one of which we'll eventually get to. Um, but the other place I felt that she could pull something like this, pull something and do really well with it was actually Kashima. Um, and this is, this is ironically her first princely character, of course. Um, and when it was revealed, uh, when Sentai revealed it was, um, Monica who was playing Kashima, um, they use, they did the little, um, clips on YouTube with, like, um, the actors in the booth voicing Where you get to see the them do the booth acting, yeah. Yep. Um, at the end of the one for Monica, because she's doing this, like, low, like, baritone slightly seductive voice for most of it. At the end of it, she goes back to her natural voice for like two seconds. She's like, I'm a prince! 
It was great. Yeah, it is kind of terrifying to watch her do the voices. Yeah, because sometimes because what like, we damn girl. Yeah, because what we refer to as Monica's big girl voice—that's not her natural voice. That is not her natural voice. The voice you typically hear for some of her more cutesy Moe type characters is her natural voice. So, <laughs> which is kind of crazy, but it's awesome. <laughs> it's awesome. But yeah, I loved her as Kashima. Like the second I saw that clip, and then the second. I was like, I saw her on the screen and I was watching it. I'm like, yep. Yep. And then again, when I looked through my predictions to set this outline up, and I realized that I had gotten Monica right, I'm like, dude, hell yes. Because <laughs> I had forgotten I predicted Stop Monica. Stop being this. right. I forgot I predicted Monica. <laughs> I'm sometimes good at guessing, I suppose. Um, still don't know how I got. Freaking Rico and Justin right and Garo. I don't know how I did that, but I don't. I don't know how you did that. that I don't know me so much. <laughs> that upsets me because Garo was recorded a year ago and they weren't in anything like a year ago. Yeah, I'm still disappointed that I couldn't get David Walt David Wald right though. I'm disappointed I'm that. I'm kind of sad that you didn't tell the story about how I couldn't remember um, Leon's name was Leon and I just call kept calling him Rico. I for I forgot. I'm sorry. I told the other story. Well, there's story, the story. Though. You told you told the Sourpush McFire Armor? I probably got the name slightly wrong, but yes. <laughs> because I was afraid to call him Sourpush McCockflop on Twitter. Nice. Anyway. I, I've, I've told David Wald I called the show Gara the Adventures of Best Dad and Sourpuss. <laughs> <laughs> the Adventures of Blast Hard Cheese. Oh my god. Anyway. So... Consensus on remember, remember, Jermaine, if you're still looking for a wife, I'm single. Oh, god damn it. <laughs> anyway, consensus on Monica's performance of Kashima. Yay, Kashima. Yay, Kashima. Two thumbs way, way up. Huzzah. And lots of roses. <laughs> so, are we ready to move on to uh, who Megan considers to be best girl? Yes! My second favorite character. <laughs> Best girl, and Prof will fight her on it. Um, I will fist fight. I will fist fight the old man. Oh goddammit. So Makoto Mikoshiba. Makoto Mikoshiba um, is the next one on the list. Mikoshiba, aka Mikorin. Um, he is essentially. He's been friends with Nozaki for a while. He does a good amount of like the detailed, flowery kind of stuff for his manga. Um, but, but more importantly, but the big trait for Mikorin, he's essentially the stereotype that they throw him is, is essentially a tsundere. Um, because what tends but to he's also, but what's but what he tends to, well, he's also an otaku. But what but the but what tends to happen? Um, sometimes Mikorin will say things, really embarrassing things. And then get super embarrassed over them. It's like, but but the, it's it's strange though because I think he sounds really really cool saying them. I I, I see Mikarin is my favorite character because he is the love hunter, <laughs> and he says that with so much sincerity that I'm just like. Just, just embrace it. You're the coolest person ever, Mikorin. Yeah, he says some really weird things, and he'll instantly get embarrassed. It's like, it's as if he's Kashima, 
Like he'll say things like Kashima he's would probably he's do it. Nega Kashima. He's Negi. He's, he's Nega Kashima. He becomes so embarrassed. He doesn't have the same confidence as Kashima does. Um. But anyway, predictions. I had three for uh, Mikorin. Three, but I was gonna say with Mikorin, you forgot the part that he is actually Mamiko in real life. That is true. Nozaki based the character of Mamiko off of uh, Mikorin. I forgot about that. This is true. So, predictions. Back to predictions. Um, Zenith, do you care to take a guess as to who it might be? Or, well, or maybe your, your prediction, not necessarily your guess. Um, I, uh, this, this one is hard. Um, oh, I, I don't know his name in Oran, but the, the lead main character. Vic Mignogna? Yes. You're referring to Tamaki, really? I that that that's what I was reminded of, but I, I I'm wrong. <laughs> I, 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 I can see the connection. I can kind of see the connection now that you say it. Um, Megan, what were your predictions for Mikorin? Um, I had Adam Gibbs, Josh Greeley, or Clint Bickham. I also had Adam Gibbs as my first choice, but I also had Chris Patton and Blake Shepard. Uh, for my other two choices. Obviously, we are all so wrong. Um, though, we were half right, technically. It's not Adam Gibbs who's voicing Mikorin, it's Scott Gibbs. No relation. Um, I, 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 a while ago I did ask Adam Gibbs if he was related to Scott, and he was like, no. Um, but, Scott Gibbs, he's actually pretty new, uh, to voice acting for Sentai and voice acting in general. But you may have heard him, at least in terms of named roles, uh, Chika, the Coffin Princess, Magical Warfare, No Game, No Life as Sora, and uh, Nobunaga Oda from Nobunaga the Fool. Uh, but he's also had background roles in The Ambition of Oda Nobuna, Oda Nobuna uh, Beyond the Boundary, Hematora, uh, Outbreak Company, Parasite the Maximum, uh, as well as Supersonico. Um, Scott Gibbs. Because this is my first time really listening to Scott Gibbs in the show. And I know, in terms of No Game, No Life, a lot of people were really split on his performance of Sora. For me here and Mikorin, I'd say out of all the performances, his was the weakest for me. Though, it did get better by the end, but it was still pretty yeah, weak did, to me. Yeah, it did, but I can understand where it came from. Right. It took a while. It took a while for me to really get into it. But yeah, I was, for me at least, I would say Scott Gibbs is the weakest performance. That's just me. I mean, it just sounded weird compared to, like, the Japanese. I was like, uh... <laughs> it, it took some adjusting, but what do you guys think? Um, he's actually my favorite performance in the dub. Really? Yes, I, I thought he was the perfect amount of of both overconfident when he needed to, to spout those lines, but then you can have you can pretty much sense the hesitation behind it. I thought I thought it did a great job with the character. I thought he was a lot of funny. I he is is very much this character who um, is always going around being egotistic and, and doesn't always mean to. And the the thing that really sold him on me was the episode where he's in the dating simulator. And the it, best 
explaining to Nozaki, you know, how how to pick best girl, and his play against uh, Nozaki was so great. Like the actor did a great job of doing that juxtaposition. Um, and Tomoto, Tomoda is best. Tomoto is Tomoda is best girl. Yeah, I think around the the um, dating sim episode, I think that's where it kind of started picking up a bit for me. I will admit. When he called himself the Love Hunter, though, I had to stop and laugh, because how he did that, like, he did it in, like, this sing-songy voice, it was like, because I'm the Love Hunter, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I still think my favorite little Miko Reen moment is actually, it's whenever he gets, like, really upset, and he's just like, ah, and you can, like, hear him freaking out, like, that's my favorite part. But that's Miko Reen in general. <laughs> just... All of Mikoreen. All of Mikoreen. <laughs> I would probably say if I had to be any character in the show, I'm either Mikoreen or I'm probably Wakamatsu. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. By the sounds of it, I think we're 50-50 on Scott Gibbs, because for me it was the weakest, but for Zenith it was the his favorite. <laughs> My favorite, I would still say probably of everybody, Wakamatsu was probably my favorite, but Miko Reen, I'm kind of like half and half too, so. Yeah, I think that, so this isn't the, okay, so this is like, even though we never talked about No Game No Life, this is probably the second time that Scott Gibbs made everyone so decisive over him. I mean, well, I've never seen No Game No Life, so. Me neither, but I've seen, I've only seen little clips here and there that um, Sentai put up, but, like, I've heard, I've heard people opinions here and there too and they a good amount of people did not like his performance of Sora um, so I was for me I was kind of hesitant knowing that and for me I can kind of understand why but at the same time it, it is another one that did, did improve over time it's just still not my favorite and not the best to me um, but again that's just how I feel but um do we want to move on yes Cause we're down to two. How about we talk about Umitaro Nozaki, our lead male character, aka manga author Miss Yumiko. Yumino, Yume, excuse me, Miss Yumino. Us. So. So predictions for Nozaki. I kind of want to go last because I kind of have a story with mine. Well, one of mine is the same as yours, so I'm not. I'll say. I'll say that. But my other prediction for Nozaki was Dave Matranga. Uh, okay, why? That's an interesting one. Um. <laughs> is it? Oh wait! Is it, is it after Grimey Crawl Pants? Is that why you picked it? <laughs> yes. Oh goddamn it! Dramatical murder. You can Anyone. run, you can hide, but you can escape that dick. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Zen never for Steph, you will never, never, ever, ever, ever live that get down. out of get that the image of Grelly McGrawl Pants <sighs> Dave Matranga biting and blowing off blue haired budget Seth Rogan. I'm gonna there's my nightmare fuel for the night, thank you. Uh so Zenith. Good night, everybody! <laughs> Zenith, who do you think is voicing Nozaki? Well, I was wrong, but I actually went with uh, Mike McFarland because I just got done watching Amon, and they kind of sound a little bit similar. 
Okay, I can kind of see that. Here's the symbol if, if, if Funimation had the show, Mike and Meg McFarlane did direct it, he totally would have been Nozaki in his own dub. Because he's in all of his own dubs. <laughs> he really kind of is. Um, it's the, the McFarlane Illuminati. Yep. Yeah. Basically. So, I had two predictions. And Nozaki was actually the most difficult one that I had to cast. Um, originally, I only had one. That one being a default to David Walt. Because I had no knowledge at the time of Sentai voice actors, of course. As I was going through and doing more of these DevTech podcasts, I kind of ra- I ran into another possible choice. And this was when I was watching the dub for Hamator the Animation. Uh, and I was essentially introduced to a- a- excuse me, Andrew Love, who voiced Ratio in the dub. And when I heard Andrew Love's performance of Ratio in Hamatora, I was revisiting my predictions again, and then I was and then I thought to myself, wait. Cause I because I knew more than likely David Wald was not gonna be Nozaki. But because I didn't know Sentai uh, Sentai's talent pool again all that well, I put him in there as a default. So when I revisited my predictions after watching Hamatora, I was like Andrew Love would definitely be a nice fit here. And I was kind of gunning for uh, Andrew Love to be who who uh, ended up as Nozaki. But uh that's also why that's also why I had Andrew Love was cuz I couldn't think of anybody. Right. And I know and, I, and, and I think we, I talked then, to you about and it. And then of all the things we had to watch, <laughs> Dramatical Murder kind of influenced it. That's true too. Cuz Dramatical Murder exists and Andrew Love is also not. But anyway, um, we're all wrong. So, <laughs> the wonderful human being who is voicing Nozaki is, uh, Tai Mahani. Uh, <laughs> nobody tells you Sakamaki had a pain! <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, you may have heard him as Shu Sakimaki from Diabolic Lovers. You may have also heard him in roles such as Akamega Kill, Brynhildr in the Darkness, Devil Survivor to the Animation, uh, Gachamon Crowds, Hankiden, Eight Dogs of the East. He is also in Love, Love, Hoopa, Five Brain Puzzle of God, and Samurai Gun. He's also had smaller roles in Black Bullet, uh, Elfin Lead, Full Metal Panic, as well as Hamator, Log Horizon, Mad Madlax, uh, and Parasite. Uh, so, Ty as Nozaki. I will uh, seduce all the girls. I was like, I fell in love. <laughs> this is another one similar to Horty. I fell in love. I did. I, I love it too, and it's fantastic. It really worked, because, again, I was so dead set on um, Andrew Love being Nozaki that I was kind of mad that it wasn't him when I saw the announcement. But then when I heard it, I got to see it and I got to hear it. I was more than okay with it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think it's a, a great job. Um, admittedly, at first, um, when we were watching it uh, together uh, that that night at Anime Boston, I thought he was uh, a teacher because of the voice. Uh, but then again, like I kind of sound a lot older than I am. So I, I, you know, the the more I like watched of it, I'm like, this is a really great performance. And uh, when he gets into acting like like Mamiko, 
oh, so brilliant. Like, I love every bit of that. And I, I love the, the way he's able to switch between the <laughs> monotone right. Nozaki and the super, super excited Nozaki. Yeah, Nozaki definitely has a lot of pretty deadpan moments. Pretty deadpan and pretty oblivious. And Ty pulls them off really well. Like... I love... I think I said, I think it to you, I think it was to you, Steph, was I love when Nozaki, when he's being Mamiko, and he has those little girly squeak moments. Yep. Like, that's my favorite fucking thing that happens with him. Yep. But my other favorite things, like, I think it's when they, whenever he's like, when, when he's being the mixer, when they're doing the mixer episode and he's got the bunny ears. Hello, I am Nozaki, and I'm here to seduce all the girls. And he doesn't know what he's doing. That is, that is best yes. moment. That, that like sold be... me on everything. Like I, I immediately tweeted that to you guys. I'm Nozaki Kun. I'm here to seduce all of the boys. And oh, I, I, it is wonderful. it is brilliant. It is I'm comedy so, brilliance. I'm I am so sad. I didn't pick Ty as a prediction. I was so set on Andrew Love. But that's most but that's mostly because the only other thing I've heard Ty in was as Shu Saki Maki and Diabolic Lovers and I wasn't a fan of that. To which we kind of need to show you weren't? No, I was his performance of Shu was the weakest out of all the ones that were in there for oh, me. Oh that's right. Aside from of course friggin' Yui, but that's another story entirely. But yeah, he was among we the weakest. Show, I forgot I forgot we have to show that at that show. Oh Lord. But yeah, this this performance more than makes up for the performance for uh, mm. Diabolic Lovers. It was phenomenal. It was great. And I want to see him in more things now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Consensus is definitely go Tygo. You be yes. you, you seduce Tygo. You seduce all them ladies. <laughs> no, he's seducing um, all anyway. the boys. Get it right. Oh god. God damn it. I just love how I just love when um when Miko Reen like is like I want to go to the bathroom too. <laughs> <laughs> so I think are we ready to move on to our final member of the cast? Yes. Okay. So let's talk about Chiyo Sakura. She is the lead of this series. She is the one who has a big old crush on Nozaki, but then mixed up words when making a confession and then Nozaki took the words literally and um, she ended up as the as one of his assistants. Um, Shio. Uh, predictions? How many did I have? I had three. I had one. I didn't really have any because I couldn't place the voice and I would have been completely wrong anyway. Yeah. Alright, Megan, who were you thinking? <laughs> uh, you, you, you. Crystal Laporte. Funny story, she's one Crystal of my Laporte. She's one of my picks. Of course she is, because. Because Beyond the Boundary. Yeah. Because she's. Crystal voices um, Mirai, the lead for Beyond the Boundary. <laughs> um, my other two predictions. This one also kind of comes with a story, actually. So. My other two predictions were Brittany Karbowski and Monica Rial. The reason because the reason for this, back when um, Parasite was a thing, and we were talking about Parasite, 
Hardy had mentioned there was this little preview narration kind of clip, um, which had Monica Rial, uh, I think it was, I think it was, um, yeah, I think it was Monica, no, it was Watamote, he brought this story about Watamote, so Watamote, um, there was this preview clip where Brittany Karbowski was the was voice was narrating essentially as Tomoko. Um, so a lot of people speculated that Brittany Karbowski was gonna be Tomoko. It ended up as Monica Rial. So the reverse kind of happened here, uh, with Nozaki Ku. There was a small little like narration like ad type of clip where Monica was the narrator and essentially Chia. Um, so after the whole that whole incident that Hardy mentioned during the Parasite episode, I had predicted Brittany Karbowski as my first choice, and I was like, I wonder if it'll be flipped. <laughs> I wonder if the reverse is gonna happen. It's gonna I mean, happen now. No, it didn't happen, unfortunately. But Brittany, both Brittany and Monica could have pulled it off if they really wanted to. But the voice behind Chio Sakura, her name. Wait, 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 wait! But before you say who it is, yes. Just, just for laughs, uh, my prediction is that it's an army of Kate, Caitlin Glass, like twenty Caitlin Glasses mixed with Monica Rial. That's my prediction. Okay. Okay, we'll go with it. Uh, so Fuck it, let's go. So Juliet Simmons is the voice of Chio Sakura. Uh, she probably was has one of the longer uh, lists of credits. Um, not, uh, of course, not as long as, like, say, Chris Patton or Monica, um, but at least a bit longer than some of the other cast members that we've talked about. Uh, for Juliet, you may have heard her in roles such as Akamega Kill, AKB0048. She is also in Dog and Scissors. Excuse me. In Fate Kalia, she's in Girls Un Panzar. She's in Hamatora. She is in Maid Sama. She is also in Love Love. She is Joan the Ark in Nobunaga the Fool. She's in Upright Company, Shining Hearts, Tamako Market, uh, and Upito, as well as a variety of small background roles. Um, so... However, that is not the most famous thing she is known for. Oh god, why, what? She's also a sing- she also does, um, covers of songs on YouTube under the name Jubiphonic. Oh, that's right! She, uh, most- I think, uh, it was me and Ken at Anime Boston kind of bonded over this. Um, Ark brought his friend, um, his friend full of anime over, and me right. and him were like, Kage Pro? Kage Pro? Kage Pro? Kage Pro! Yeah, they had a moment. <laughs> uh, we also found out we're also from kind of around the same hometown, which was really funny. Um, nice. We are actually from, like, we're kind of from the same area in Brooklyn originally, but we had never met each other before, uh, mostly because I moved to Florida when I was, like, three. But we're both huge Kagero Project fans. And she um, kind of is known for doing the most famous covers of them. Uh... So yeah, I, if they ever um, if they ever do dub the series, um, if Anaplex ever gets off their ass or releases it from jail, um, I would never love to see her get to be in the show. They're never gonna. But do I know it. that'll never happen. Yeah, they're never gonna release it. Li just like they're never gonna release things like Samurai Flamenco. They're never gonna do it. But anyway, I, I was I was tweeting about the character like, oh, I, I don't know who Juliet Simmons is. But 
it's really really good as Chio. And then someone linked me to the to the songs. I'm like, oh, uh, well, Fuck. interesting. She does a really really good job. So. Yeah, like, th this is something that kind of came out of left field for me, but very, very good job with the character. Yeah, Juliet was really cute as Chio, but she also played Chio's sarcasm very, very well. Because this girl yeah. can be really sarcastic. She could go to deadpan in, like, a second. Yeah. It was really good. And that's what made the first episode work so, so well. And when I first saw this episode, I'm like, okay, this is a really, really good dub. Because her her ability, her and Ozaki playing off each other, and their ability to go from, like, deadpan to, to, to really, really cute, to, to from this and that. And they just go with it. Whatever direct... I don't know who, uh, you know, how they were directed, but whatever direction they were given, they just went with it and they did it. Brilliant job. Again, it goes back to Kyle Kobe Jones as the director, and probably to an extent him and um, uh, Caitlin Barr, I think it is, as the writers. Um, the fact that the localization and the script was really good, and then Kyle Kobe Jones did really good with directing, definitely shows here as well with these performances. Agreed. Uh, they, they just took whatever direction they were given, they went with it, they seemed to have so much fun with it, and the fact that they're able to, to stop like what they're doing on a dime and go from these these big bombastic moments to to really really down to earth to really silly um at the drop of a hat mm -hmm. is is testament to how good these actors really are yeah and especially with the kind of content and humor with this show in particular it's not it's not easy it's not easy and especially since Sentai Sentai has never had the strongest set of dubs out there. They've been this might be one of their strongest. Yep, they've been definitely working their way up there in recent, in, at least in recent years. And Nozaki Kun is probably the strongest one I've seen from Sentai yet. Um, to be fair, I have not finished Parasite. I have not seen Akamaga Kill. I have not seen No Game No Life, though I've heard iffy things on No Game No Life. But Nozaki Kun. One is... day I will get a fucking high. Uh, one day I will get a fucking high dub. Yeah, please and thank you. And while we're at it, let Kyle Kobe Jones direct it, so we can get a pretty decent one. Because apparently he's the go-to director for Sentai. He is the go-to director for Sentai. I haven't seen too many Sentai dubs, but between this and Angel Beats, I mean, like I, I think they have a pretty solid repertoire uh, un under their belt. So you know, I, I, I like say... what I'm seeing from Sentai. I would say for you, um, definitely Zenith, check out Beyond the Boundaries dub. Mm -hmm. But Sentai does have some pretty shitty dubs. They out do, there. especially a lot um, of dramatical murder. A lot of, especially a lot of the early ones that when Sentai was still new as a company, um, and of course they didn't exactly have much of a talent pool to work with. So a lot of the early ones weren't exactly that great. But in the recent years, it's been getting a lot. It's been getting a lot better, both in quality and in voice talent and um, staffing, too. Like, all around, they've been improving a lot in the past few years. Um, but yeah, I would definitely say, going, let's, may as well, go into overall thoughts on the dub of Nozaki-kun. This is probably, to me, the strongest Sentai Filmworks dub I have seen yet, and I love it to mm. pieces. Definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's quite fantastic. It had me rolling in laughter m many, many times. Um, it sounded natural, and uh, that's a problem I have with a lot of uh, 
you know, either shoujo or comedy dubs is where they don't make it sound natural. And right. this did. Yeah. And So I, I I'm behind this. I, I'm riding the Nozaki kun dub train. Yeah. I would definitely say um, this is probably one of those shows that I would prefer to watch in English. Though some of the some of the performances I was a bit iffy on, and some of them they did they did grow more towards the end. Um, particularly those being like Scott Gibbs, Joanne Bonasso, and Cameron who plays Wakamatsu. Um, but uh, overall, because the direction was really good, the writing was solid. Um, especially for some of some of the difficult content, especially the comedy aspects of it. Um, it was it was phenomenal. It's this it's just one of my favorite Sentai dubs as of now, and this is probably a show I would prefer to watch in English from here on out rather than go back to the Japanese. Definitely. Just because I can get the humor a lot more and seeing the character reactions because I'm able to understand the content that they're saying because of the tra lo translation and localization is really well done. So definitely I I enjoyed this dub. If you haven't seen it, you should see it. <laughs> Just saying. Exactly. Go watch it. Pick it up. Um, you'll probably have to buy it from Rife Stuff or some shit. But um, it was an awesome series. And I'm very happy I finally got to watch the whole thing. And was very impressed by it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've only seen six episodes and already I want to own this. And that should tell you something because... Um, I mean, I, did, I, I only recently started anime collecting, but I don't really just pick out series uh, to buy on a whim. Like, this this is something that I think everyone should... If you're a fan of comedies or shoujo, you should have this in your collection. Yeah. yeah. I actually did kind of buy this on a whim, which is terrifying if you know what version of the series I bought. Yeah. The, I bought, the, the super, I bought, super special yeah, awesome... I bought this having not watched the entire show. Yeah. Because I'm a psychopath. Yeah, blind buying can be very scary. A lot of the items that are on my shelf are blind buys, and I still haven't touched any of them. But, um, <laughs> anyway, if you are interested in seeing the English dub for Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun yourself, uh, you can do so through purchasing the DVD and Blu-ray versions of the series. Uh, you can find those through rightstuff.com, Amazon, or your local retailers who provide you such anime goodies. Um, in terms of streaming the dub, I think the only way you're going to be able to do so as of recording is this is through the Anime Network, which if you want to do that, you will need a subscription for. I don't know the details on that. I probably should look into that a bit more just for the sake of um, informational things. Um, but otherwise, if you want to see Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun in general, uh, there are a few options in which you can watch the Japanese version. Anime Network is one, Hulu is another one for North America, and it is also streaming on Crunchyroll. Uh, so, you have a variety of ways to at least watch Monthly Girls Nozaki-kun, which I at least recommend you do. It's a really- it's a, it's a good comedy that does a- that parodies shoujo manga actually really well, and the stereotypes and all that stuff. Um, but eventually- I'm not gonna go too in detail because eventually I'm gonna review the damn thing. I am eventually. Yes. I am eventually reviewing. That's right. You have to review this. I am eventually reviewing Monthly Girls Ozaki Kun. It is one of the ones that w that people voted for and wanted to see me do in my massive review week that's gonna be in the summer. 
Uh, so, ta-da, you get a first little hint as to what I'm reviewing for that week. Um, but yeah, if you're looking for the dub itself, I would suggest the only real way you can find it is to buy it, which is something I would at least, I would, I would at least, uh, I would. It's at least worth getting at retail price. It's at least, yeah, yeah, at retail price if you're just going with just the standard DVD or the standard Blu-ray. Um, definitely. Um, special edition? Um, not so much, because though I got a lot of awesome shit in it, um, yeah. Yeah, but, um, anyway. Uh, I think that's it for us. Of course, thank you to Zenith for joining us. I know it's been a while since we've had you on an actual proper episode, because you were supposed to be on the Pandora one, but... I guess that part fell through. Shit happened. Shit happened. I, I had a little bit of problems with work, so I, I I was unable to actually watch the Pandora dub, which I, I'm sorry for that. And then there was also uh, the lost episode that I was supposed to be a part of, and I was a part of, but Don't it didn't worry, come we out. Don't worry, punished him. Don't worry. Um, no, so yeah, it, it's been a while, but... But thank you very much for having me on, and especially Nozaki-kun, because this is one that, you know, we, we they personally showed me this at Anime Boston. Because and... I didn't have a copy of Sarah for the end, you had to <laughs> And it, That's next year. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. So, so I really want to get Nozaki-kun now. I'm actually planning on reviewing it in the future, the far future. Woo! But, uh, Woo! uh, yeah, uh, Thank you very much for having me on. And, of course, if you're interested in anything else that Zenith does, uh, you can find him on his YouTube channel, uh, youtube.com slash Zenith Will Rule. Is that correct? Zenith Will Review. Zenith Will Review. That's what it is. Um, but you can follow him on Twitter at Zenith Will Rule, though. Aha. Uh, as... As for Megan, of course, you can always find her on Anime America, youtube.com slash Anime America Podcast. Um, but you yes, and we actually just announced we're bringing back our podcast. Huzzah! We're actually bringing back our long-form podcast as of um, last week's announcement with our sponsor. But I'm not saying who it is on, on recording. Uh, you'll have to actually go watch our two-hour birthday bonanza livestream for Robin, in which we discuss wonderful things like... Sailor Moon, our favorite YouTube channels, and um, horrible, horrible stories of torturing children at theme parks. Oh, Lord. Um, yeah. Not actual torture, just, yeah. like, musical torture. <laughs> yeah, but you can also but you can go also go to Anime America to find any anime reviews and top tens and a bunch of other things that Megan has been a part of. Um, but if you want to follow her on Twitter, you can follow her at QueenEra2. That's Q-U-E-E-N-I-R-A and then the number two. As for if me, you never ask me where it came from. I will tell you some stupid story, but you'll never know. Probably not. Um, as for me, of course, you since you found this episode, you probably already know that uh, I have a YouTube channel called I Like Anime Reviews. And if you want to subscribe, here, no, you can subscribe here if you can. If you want to see or hear more things, more dub talk episodes. Um, eventually, I'm gonna get back into doing more reviews. Hopefully, bring back the Lilac Ten series. Um, but as of right now, it's mostly Dub Talk episodes and vlogs and a few things here and there. Um, you can also follow, uh, take a look at the blog, lilacanimereviews.blogspot.com. I haven't updated the damn thing since, uh, the Divine Gate episode. I should probably fix that. Um, 
and you can also follow me um, as well. I am a contributor to Infinite Rainy Day, where I mostly do seasonal work and anime reviews, and I am actually helping coordinate uh, the spring seasonal work this time around, letting our editor um, take a little bit of a breather. Um, because I'm hoping to. Because, uh, because Jonathan and I are such workaholics, it's not even funny. Um, but... <laughs> Uh, and on Twitter, you can follow me at LilacAnimeReview, with review spelled R-E-V-U-E. Um, but, also, if you enjoy the Dub Talk podcast, um, I do have a Patreon page. Um, if you Support her app! <laughs> if you want to help, um, not just me and my actual projects, but also help out Dub Talk, because there is a, uh, there is a milestone goal, um, that involves getting audio versions of the podcast onto SoundCloud. Um, so if you want to help out with that, if you're interested in helping me out and helping out the Dub Talk podcast kind of like spread its wings a little bit and reach new heights, um, I'll leave a link in the page for the Patreon page in the description below. Um, otherwise than that, I think we're done for tonight. I'm ready to... I'm ready... Well, shoot. Dub t- double Talk's on in 30 minutes. We're, we've already missed Assassination we, Classroom. We missed Assassination Classroom and Degashi Kashi, so yeah. I'll catch up this I've week. already seen the Ass Class episode, so I already knows what happened, I, but I'll, I'm actually going to be missing... I'm going to... I'll catch Grimdark. up... I'll catch up on Double Talk this weekend. <laughs> but, um... That, I'm just going to miss Grimdar tonight and take a shower and then just watch the live show because I want to see Justin's, like, live reaction to Undercat. Oh, my God. But, um, anyway. That's it for us here. I'm probably gonna go to bed because <laughs> I've been so tired lately. Night, Lila. Yeah, thanks. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Say your goodbyes, guys. Good night, Lila. Good night, everybody. Good night. And remember, kids, don't don't make bad decisions that Lila has to confiscate your wallet for. <laughs> oh Lord. Yeah, confiscating wallets. Hashtag. And on that day, Megan learned nothing. <laughs> yeah. Hashtag team bad decisions. <laughs> we really should have gotten Captain Bad Decisions on here, but anyway. Um, good night, everyone, and as always, Otaku on, my friends. Bye.